Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you with us. I'm Cassidy, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Tits. Hello. And this week, we are going back into animation. I know we've done a couple of um, podcasts on animation, but Mm -hmm. this week, we're doing something that um, hopefully doesn't annoy a lot of people, because this kind of was a little bit, I I don't want to say controversial, but it was kind of like, you either loved it or you hated it. We loved it. But um, if it wasn't obvious by the title, we are, of course, talking about Frozen this week, which was, I mean, I don't, it was like a, like an animation blockbuster. Like it kind oh, of just, yeah. I think, took the world by storm. It like, broke all really sorts think. of records, pretty much. But yeah, yeah it um, really did. Um, but it was also polarizing because like, uh, like you said, you either really loved it or you hated it. So it's like... <laughs> There's no, unfortunately, there's no in-between for this movie. And I think uh, because of when it came out, there were a lot of comparisons between Tangled and Frozen, which I don't understand because I love both those movies equally for different reasons. But um, yeah, uh, let's talk about it because uh, (laughs) you and I have talked about this off recording a lot. Um, We love this movie um and we love uh, the story and the characters and everything so let's talk about it let's get started because um there's a lot going on but as Cass would say spoiler warning because um even though this movie has been out for a very long time like uh I think nine years now almost nine years now almost yeah can you believe it's almost been a decade right dude it's bizarre to think about (laughs) we're dating ourselves here <laughs> I mean I don't know if we're dating ourselves but it's definitely the movie came out in 2013 yeah it so, did come out in um, it's been uh, a holiday 2013 uh around that time pretty much yeah um and wow it's been a ride uh let's talk about it let's go because like yeah it, it was I mean, huge it was and I think the really weird thing at least what I found kind of weird was that when it first came out, mm-hmm. I remember seeing it with a lot of the promo materials and just being like kind of puzzled as to what the movie was actually about. Because right. I think they did True. a good job of like showing you something that looked interesting, yeah. but in terms of like revealing a ton, didn't reveal too much like it's not like they put the entire like plot in the movie yeah, and I think they didn't. especially with regard to certain characters mm-hmm. and like the twists and turns that they take um that sort of stuff didn't feature very heavily in the marketing material so it was this weird mix of like okay this movie looks really like pretty like in terms of animation and like it looks really cool but like also like what the heck is the story about <laughs> So it was like yeah. parts like excitement to see like the gorgeous animation and then also yes. just like confusion. It's like what is the story and like what am I supposed What's... to like? Well, of, we like, did know that it was loosely it. based on the Snow Queen, but not yeah. exactly. I mean, but very loosely. I but yeah, 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 yeah. I can't speak for other people, but I don't like. I mean, I didn't really have an issue with the way it was kind of marketed no. also I think marketing is very like it just depends on what region you're in and I guess how certain promos are like, released and things yeah. like that but for me even though it was like I felt like the stuff that I saw was just very much like here's this beautiful animation and like there was like a lot of I mean it's Disney and, like, so you can expect the animation to be absolutely gorgeous so there's yeah. that yeah but it was just like I just found it kind of funny that like at least what I saw gave me almost no sense yeah. of what the 
actual plot was about mm-hmm. but I was like this looks really pretty in terms of animation and yeah. the Snow Queen is a really interesting sort of fairy tale or like mm-hmm. myth or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. so I was like that itself kind of had me hope so I was like even yeah. a loose adaptation um it's probably going to be interesting and so that mm-hmm. was part of the reason I was kind of interested in seeing the movie but no I, I agree it was interesting the promos were super interesting as well um but let's talk about how the very first song in the movie is basically revealing very revealing of the story like right off the bat I think Disney has a trend with this uh because uh, they did this even with Coco uh they did this with uh this song They've done it with the, with the Lion King as well, the circle of life and everything, because, oh, my God, the first five minutes, you'll you'll get to know what the story is. If you really pay attention, you watch that and then you when you watch the whole story. You're like, oh, my God, that song gave you the whole story right from the start. So, like, let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's I think, like you said, a really um, clever way to like introduce the plot and especially watching the movie for the first time when you hear it you're like this is a cool song or Mm -hmm. um I mean maybe not everybody thinks that but you know it's a song so I think most people just listen to it and they're like oh that's nice and then you wait for the plot to kind of move on but then as you kind of progress through the movie if you remember the lyrics then like you you realize like oh my god the lyrics are actually like they 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 revealed the entire plot within literally the first five minutes and um going back and like watching again I always find that like really funny I don't know why but it's like the entire plot is like right there from start to finish yep pretty much the first time we watched it at least I I don't know about others but the first time I watched it it took me like a really long time to realize like I think I left the theater by the time I realized that (laughs) no it's true It's very true. I agree. It t- takes you a while to uh, get that, but you're like, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, it's right there kind of thing. But let's talk about the cuties that we see in the beginning of the movie, uh, Elsa and Anna, because they're such cute babies. Let's talk about them. Yeah, it was really nice that like the story, I mean, it's nice the story started when they were young, like yeah. really young. Um, part of the reason also does that is just you know from like a writing point of view they have to establish why certain things happen so like oh, I know true. it's like a reason for that but it was still nice to see um, kind of like younger Anna and Elsa but um, I think one of the really cool things too um, I mean maybe cool is not so much the right word because it ends up kind of being depressing but um, I think having their younger selves shown makes for like a really good contrast to what their dynamic evolves into in later later years I completely agree yes yes because they're so close and happy and they're like they're they're like total sisters like Anna's like bugging Elsa hey come on let's go play and then she's like go go away I don't want to play right now but it's like it's 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 very sibling like I mean you know what siblings are like you you bug each other you tease each other you 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 basically mess around with each other as much as you can because like that's your thing you're the only person who can do that kind of thing it's it's really complicated but also sweet so I don't know what else to say about that honestly 
But yeah, uh, it's really nice to see how happy and carefree they were as kids and how they were like, uh, I mean, how Anna knew that Elsa had power. Like, hey, you want to make a snowman? Let's go do it. Let's go do it. And then it's, and they, and then Elsa being Elsa turns the whole ballroom floor to a sheet of ice and then they just have fun. But then unfortunately everything goes wrong. So this is when everything starts to go downhill. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because yeah. obviously Elsa, like she she did something accidentally, and I feel like unfortunately, without maybe really intending to, she got yeah. punished for for like the rest of her life, even though her oh, parents yeah. may not have necessarily um, wanted to punish had, her. Yeah. I don't think yeah, they or did. Like that wasn't their intention. No, no, definitely. But yeah. And there's that's think, a, that's a whole different topic to talk about and we will discuss it. But I agree with you because like because it was an accident because Anna was jumping around too fast. She was about to fall. And in, in, in order to break her fall, uh, Elsa accidentally strikes her in the head with a blast of ice and that's like it it, it hurts her and that's just you and she doesn't even know what she's done and she that wasn't she didn't want to hurt her sister it just sort of happened and her parents kind of like I mean of course they don't blame their kid but it's like a sort of panic what's happened to their other kid as well like you know so it's a complicated situation so let's talk about yeah, that it, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, complicated, I think, is the best way to describe it because, again, there's, you know, Agnar and Aduna, Alan Elsa's parents, don't really, yeah. I don't really think that they ever tried to, you know, have Elsa feel bad about being no, who I she don't was. Think they did. Um, but I think it was just kind of like a They like didn't a panic, know what to do sort of. with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like at that moment, Anna had been struck and she was like not responding. She was like unconscious. And, you know, she's a little girl. Elsa's a little girl too. So I don't think that they ever thought for a moment that Elsa did it intentionally. But I think they were concerned that like she's got this great amount of power inside her and it's already manifesting in certain ways at a young age if we don't kind of control it now what could it become and so then they start doing this whole thing of like conceal don't feel which i understand their intention behind it yeah um but i think one of our friends when we were discussing this movie with him also mentioned this that when they go to the trolls basically right uh to consult them because they know something about this sort of magic and Unfortunately for the family, for the royal family, the the uh, grandpappy or the leader of the trolls there basically shows a very vivid image of what could happen to Elsa if her powers got out of control. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, I understand why grandpappy did that, but I'm also like, dude, this is a child. You are scaring the living daylights out of her by showing her what could happen if she did something wrong with her powers or if it got out of hand and the only and even up until now like what we've seen is that she's very much in control of her powers and until she's actually terrified 
right? So let's talk about that. And I think that leads Agnar and Aduna to take this drastic step of, you know, making Elsa just, you know, conceal this thing until, uh, I don't even know until when, because I don't think they ever looked at it like maybe at some point she'll be okay but it's it was like dude don't uh don't show anybody that you have these things because it might be dangerous they might think you're dangerous even though you're actually not so let's talk about that because i think it turned into something completely different and it turned into something really harmful for both anna and elsa so let's talk about that too yeah, I think at least with regard to Grandpappy showing mm-hmm. that kind of image slash vision of what Elsa could become, mm-hmm. I, I feel like him showing it was one thing. And, you know, again, we can kind of debate whether or not he even should have done that. Mm-hmm. But I think the the big kind of, I guess, takeaway that um, Iduna and Agnar uh, that took from that is like this is how Elsa is going to become if we don't control her powers now or whatever and it's like Mm. that was just kind of like an example of what might happen like nothing was set in stone at that point Mm. and like it wasn't like this was at least as far as we as as viewers know this is like the first incident of that kind that had ever happened and it only happened by accident because Elsa was trying to like you said break Anna's fall she slipped on like a patch of ice or something and then because of that when she you know shot her magic it went at an angle or whatever and it hit Anna where it wasn't supposed to but um, it was entirely an accident and um, when they see this vision of like you know like this kind of I guess like darker future in store for Elsa Mm. they're immediately like oh my god like this is what is going to happen and like we have to stop it now and again it's like it's not set in stone like no at no point did grandpappy ever say like that will happen but he did kind of caution them like if you don't you know find ways to like help her control it or or channel it properly yeah exactly yeah and I think I think I mean I could be wrong because it's also like been a minute since I've seen this movie but (laughs) um doesn't he say something about like if about fear and how it's going it could like yeah if she doesn't control her fear it'll end up controlling her and like that sort of thing so I think they kind of took that literally and they're like all right we have to make sure that she's like ultra in control of her power and like so that nothing like this ever happens but the thing that always kind of um struck me was that in the Uh beginning at least and even afterwards Anna is like at no point ever scared of Elsa or her power that's something I think that Elsa herself develops and she becomes very like afraid of what she can do no that's the thing though she isn't afraid in the beginning of the movie like at that point before this incident they're like super free about it like yeah you know what let's go do this let's have some fun kind of thing and they do uh but then the problem happens after this whole incident i think i think this cements into elsa that hey i could hurry i i almost really hurt my sister and this shouldn't happen again kind of (laughs) thing and the way and the fact that they chose to wipe out Anna's memories of Elsa ever having this kind of power but still showing them being close 
or remember having those memories of them being closed made, made it even worse, I think, because now that they're separated, Anna's left to wonder, hey, you used to like me. We used to be so close. What happened now? Did I do something or something like that? And Elsa can't even tell her, hey, it's not you. I'm scared that I might hurt you and I don't want that to happen to you kind of thing. Like, yeah I think once that scene happens and like once you kind of see like the like separation of the two Mm -hmm. I think that's when it really starts um like becoming a a much bigger problem because the memory wipe in itself would have been like one thing like that I think was um kind of okay and also yeah it wasn't fair um, I agree but it yeah, yeah I think it was like okay in the sense that at least at that point Anna and Elsa still had each other but then you yeah. know as you kind of see like the their you know like as they kind of grow up and you see like the different scenes of them mm-hmm. growing up and being at different stages in life yeah. it's like Elsa has nobody and and she, all she has is like this kind of motto or whatever that her parents have drilled into her and again I don't think that um Agnar or Iduna were trying to kind of control her to that extent Not or I don't think all. they were trying it's to just... like build this kind of unhealthy fear in her but it's something yeah. I think that she just develops because she becomes so I think kind of traumatized almost by what yeah. happened when she and Anna were little that she just becomes like ultra afraid of her this powers. can never happen and... again kind of thing yeah exactly right yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah. I think she takes it to extremes partially because her parents have kind of taken it to an extreme and they've been like all right mm. if you don't do this Elsa this is what's going to happen to you and like Again, I think when we talked about this before off recording, um, I think we were talking about how they kind of did the best with the knowledge they had at the time, which is, yeah, I mean, I I think, again, I don't think they were ever really trying to kind of make Elsa feel isolated or make her afraid on purpose of her powers. I don't think they considered that that this would do that because like, right but, but let's talk about this whole let's talk about the whole sequence and do you want to build a snowman because you see them grow up right and it's really sad because Ada literally said we used to be best buddies and now we're not I wish you would tell me why you know it's like you feel really sad when you hear that because yeah they used to be super close they used to play together do stupid things together as siblings should but now it's like, why are you not even talking to me? Like, what's going on? And nobody's offering Anna an explanation. And Elsa is scared out of her mind to even do anything or interact with her sister because something like this might happen again. So it's, right. it's really... I don't even know if complicated is the word for it, but it just it's really sad it's just sad yeah Yeah, and I think um you made a good point when we were discussing this off recording because we were talking about you know how Elsa kind of develops this fear and she becomes Mm -hmm. like very closed off and things like that yeah and she's next in line for the throne after her parents of course exactly so you you were commenting on how she's you know next in line for the throne and she's having like you know all these kind of um really like tough sort of things to deal with and it's like she's so afraid that she doesn't even go out of her own room so how is she supposed to go out into the kingdom learn about the kingdom meet her future subjects and things like that when she's just holed up in her room the whole time exactly. and again I, I I don't know I feel like this is kind of like it sounds like we're kind of blaming her parents 
I'm not. I mean, look, but dude. Just... I mean, okay. You make a good point when you said that they did the best with what they could. Um, based on the knowledge that they had about this at that time. But I feel like they could have done better with, you know, not separating them at least, or at least making it a healthy transition. Like, hey, you know what? If you do magic stuff like this, let us be there, you know, so that if something happens, we can at least look into this for you kind of thing. Yeah, see, like, that's the thing. Um, I mean, I don't know if I, so me as a viewer, I don't know if I feel like they did the best they could with the knowledge they had at the time, because I feel like maybe they would just, they kind of just panicked and they acted on that, but I feel like maybe that's what they think, that they feel like they've done the best they could with they with what they learned at the time mm. but I I really do think that like the separation of the two was kind of was not a good um, idea a huge catalyst yeah it was not yeah. a good idea and it just served as a catalyst for so many other things because yes. I feel like again no, like, it never... does serve as a catalyst because Anna feels completely alone Elsa is depressed as hell and anxious as hell she probably has mm-hmm. anxiety like 24 7 and Anna's probably it's all but confirmed exactly and Anna's probably depressed because she's like the person I cared for a lot suddenly doesn't talk to me so now I don't know what to do and she's starved for affection basically so let's talk about that (laughs) as well yeah yeah I mean I just feel like the separating them unintentionally kind of makes Elsa either blame herself or like unintentionally places the blame on Elsa because it's like Mm. if it's not an issue and if she's not being punished why did they move Anna out of that room because at at no point did Anna ever express fear about Elsa at no point had Elsa ever acted out before at least you know to our knowledge so it's like if it's not if she's not being punished if you're not blaming her why would you then separate the two Mm. at such a young age when really like neither of them felt you know like scared of the of the other or like felt like you know that there was some sort of like rift between them and it would have been one thing if you know had Anna's memory not been wiped had she then Mm. kind of said like I'm not comfortable being with Elsa in the room just yet like then you know that would have made sense but um the biggest thing I think is just like they didn't really consent to that like explicitly you know like having the you know like forcibly being separated and again I don't think her her parents were like this is your fault and like because you did this now your sister has to move out type thing but it's just like I feel like the way it kind of came across was like oh like we don't blame you but this is for the best and it's like you're still kind of blaming her though so um, indirectly I feel like I mean yeah you can tell why this movie was kind of polarizing if you look at it this way you know (laughs) no but I mean mean, yeah I mean yes um but let's talk about the whole um we talked about do you want to build a snowman again this movie's a fantastic musical guys like oh my god such good songs in this movie I when this movie came out I was uh, me and I think probably everybody was hooked on to the music from this movie like constantly I swear to god but okay Uh, Let's talk about Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Uh, Because unfortunately, her parents go on this voyage and they die. 
um so let's because there's a scene before they leave right because elsa's so worried that she's like do you really have to go i can't do this by myself look i have to look after things here when you leave and they will do you really have to do this kind of thing and then uh, they they really do say hey it's okay you'll be fine but then this something tragic happens and then Elsa's like the regent or she's basically queen apparent now like you know <laughs> like so what are you going to do about that like and and the worst possible scene the end of do you want to build a snowman is so sad because Anna feels she's all alone because Elsa's not even there to grieve with her but if you look at the state of uh, you, but if you look at Elsa and how she is she's basically just destroyed her room in her grief so I mean right. that's just so sad to see you can tell that she wants to talk to her sister she really does she's like I know we both lost them I can't I it's but if I come out in the state I'm in right now, I might really hurt you kind of deal. So let's talk about that because that was really heartbreaking to see. Yeah, it was. And I think especially with regard to um, Agnar and Aduna going on that voyage, um, that I think was just, it was kind of really just depressing because they're like, oh, you'll be fine. Clearly Elsa's not fine. But uh, I think their assumption was that, that they would yeah. be around to like take care of her or yeah. like help her in the event that she needed it. Yeah. And obviously nobody can, you know, foresee when they're going to die or how yeah. or whatever. So it's yeah. like unfortunate in that regard because I think they assumed that like, you know, they'd have more time with Elsa and they could kind mm-hmm. of help her and, you know, make her not so afraid of her yeah. uh, powers. But, yeah. you know, obviously then they... They, they die um so like that was a huge thing but then yeah like the the whole like funeral scene was also just really depressing too because yeah. it's like she doesn't even go to her own parents funeral yeah like how messed up is that like not exactly that, because like she doesn't want to but because she's so afraid that like if she does something major is going to happen and yeah I think yeah. one of the things that they probably shouldn't have done but maybe did is I think because they kept Elsa in like semi-isolation in the sense like Mm. they closed off the palace and Elsa was only you know allowed to I guess be within the palace yeah um you know although she just kind of just hung out in her room I guess it Mm. seems like nobody else in the kingdom really knew about Elsa's powers so it's like yeah she was so afraid that if she went to her own parents' funeral, that if something happened, then... If she had an outburst or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then, yeah, there's, like, that really... um, It's a gorgeously animated shot, but very depressing of, like, Elsa just sitting in her room that's just, like everything is just kind of destroyed because yeah. like that's how she has to grieve like she has to kind of just you know be in her own little space and where yeah, everything is contained it out. And I think, yeah exactly yeah and so um I don't know it's also just like a really great analogy I think for how she's lived for so much of her life where it's mm. like any sort of expression she has is kind of it has to be within certain constraints or in oh, like certain well, settings for, that that's a, fear a really good like, point yes yes I agree oh my god it's just really mm, just ah, okay and basically yeah that's a really depressing scene now fast forward three years uh because they three years that they've been alone in the palace without even talking to each other and it's coronation day literally um so let's talk about uh 
for the first time in forever. Again, gorgeous songs, guys. This movie, fantastic songs. I cannot say that enough because, again, um, I still remember that when this when these songs came out, I was on the soundtrack 24-7 because it was really cool, all right? It's still pretty cool. Uh, but let, let's talk about For the First Time in Forever because it shows two different signs, uh, two different sides of how you would feel about the gates being thrown open for the first time after this long. So let's talk about that. Yeah, again, I don't know if ever closing the gates was the right decision. Oh, dude, can of worms. Like, but <laughs> but um, again, that's, you know, it happened. Um, and like that decision was made. It's, yeah. not, it's not something that they can change. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the song was really catchy, but it's like until you get to like the like second half and then it just becomes kind of depressing because like Anna is, of course, very excited yeah. about enjoying her first taste of freedom yeah. and you know it's been three years since mm-hmm. like she and Elsa have had any sort of like real moment together and now you know it's Elsa's coronation and there's mm-hmm. like a huge festival and everything or like yeah. I guess celebration that accompanies it so like Anna is like super excited meanwhile poor Elsa is like singing about how she just has to like bottle everything up and I think yeah. for her it's just like all right I have to just get through this one event yeah. and I can just go back to the safety of my room and I don't have to deal with people yeah. and um honestly Dude, you're opposite. supposed like, to be the queen so how are you going to not deal with people you poor well, child that's the thing, right I mean <laughs> like, that's kind okay. of like I think like the fear she develops like yeah. she's just so afraid of like unleashing any sort of like power that she has that yeah. it just turns into like I'm not gonna deal with people I'm just gonna stay holed up in my room mm-hmm. and it's not a healthy lifestyle for anybody to no, leave um but yeah. like the sad part is that like that's just something that she kind of that's been drilled into her basically like you know I feel to like... a certain extent yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know if it was drilled into her by her parents in the sense. No, I don't know I don't that think, they ever said, like, think, stay in your room and never no, come no. out. Not intentionally, <laughs> but, but I think right. psychologically what she kept telling herself mm-hmm. was, oh, yeah, for sure. was like that. I mean, like, yeah. I think... But again, I mean, I feel like... I mean, again, I don't want to keep like saying like I don't want to phrase this in a way where it's like it's our parents' fault, but mm-hmm. I I do feel like in some ways it kind of is because it it was like very I feel like kind of like mixed signals because like they they never mm-hmm. explicitly said like this is your fault we're doing all of this because of like this one incident that happened, but they yeah they them, never explicitly like, yeah loves Anna is then removed from her room. Um, and then you know like this whole like conceal don't feel thing is like drilled into her and then it's like she starts developing these like kind of not safe like habits because she's just so scared and nobody is really there to tell her hey it's okay you can calm down and let out a sigh of relief you know you can Mm -hmm. take a breath and just you know yeah, but I think like that, that, you know, like the right. staying inside, like not interacting with people, I think that was just yeah. something that she developed over the years because, yeah. the, you know, one time something happened, the response she got was kind of like, I don't know if it was entirely proportionate with like the incident. Like, yes, you know, oh, Anna true. getting injured is a huge thing. But, you know, after that, you know, she was, she recovered pretty quickly and um, it, it would have been, you know, one thing if, like I said, if Anna had come out and said, I'm not really comfortable hanging out with her for a bit, 
or whatever but they just assume that like either Hana is going to be too scared or it's too dangerous or whatever and it's like what kind of messages are you sending to this little girl because yeah. also was still a child when that happened too exactly. so, like she's not she's much older than Anna, but um yeah, like, yeah. If, you, if you remove her sister and if you give her like these gloves and say like don't worry like this is going to make sure that the magic never comes out like how is that I mean it's not really solving anything you're just teaching her to be afraid of herself which yeah. is kind of like in a weird way creating the problem mm-hmm. that grandpappy said not to create right like, exactly like, so um yeah I mean it's just like watching that whole end bit at the first time in forever for the first time in forever um it, it was just like really sad because it's like like you said I mean she's queen now so how is she supposed to lead people if she doesn't right? interact with them exactly but, Elsa's is just like I, I I need to like just get through this one event yeah. and then I can go back <laughs> to like you know familiar places without really having to interact with too many people um and it's not it's not a good combination when you need somebody who's like step up to a position of like leadership and power but then they're so afraid of like their own potential or like what they might become that it's like almost like crippling fear yes paralyzing oh crippling let's call it paralyzing uh you know neither words are appropriate but but in the sense that we well it's basically crippling self-doubt that's all we can say (laughs) at that point right okay so let's talk about because we literally meet a new character here um hans of the southern isles let's talk about hans here because he becomes <laughs> sort of important, right? Let's talk about him. He does. Mm-hmm. I think as far as like love interest introduction go, his was pretty funny. It was. It was pretty funny. Much more to say on that. <laughs> That's pretty much all um, we could say on that for now, right? I mean, for now. But okay, again, let's also talk about the coronation scene. Beautiful chorus. And the, again, this such a good musical i'll keep harping on this because it's such a good musical the chorus was amazing it was mellow and beautiful but then look at elsa how scared she is and how her hands are literally shaking when she takes the scepter and the orb to basically complete the coronation her hands are literally shaking and she's like how long do i have to keep this up i can't let this happen i can't be this anxious i can't do this i can't do this i can't do this kind of thing but again the pressure this girl has put on herself you feel sorry for her you just want to give her a hug and be like you can calm down a little bit you know just relax and breathe you're okay kind of thing but i don't think there's anyone there to tell her that no and again i don't think she's ever heard that since the incident because i mean i'm assuming that prior to the incident nobody ever said like hide your powers or like keep them um yeah i think hiding her powers took more energy than it did to be able to let it out and just you know be okay with whatever was going on i feel like you know Mm -hmm. yeah but even even if it didn't take that much effort or energy to hide it i feel like she just got so scared of like ever releasing like even an ounce of it because like during her coronation when she's holding 
um i think there's like a scepter and there's like something else that she's holding and or you yeah, like, see, like, the ice, like, like creep up on it and she's yeah. already terrified at that point and it's like it's just yeah. a little bit of ice like you haven't hit anybody yet yeah. but again i think because she grew up kind of fearing her abilities and nobody like you said nobody ever told her like it's okay or like you know doing it like you know releasing her magic in controlled environments or like with parental supervision like that sort of thing yeah um like none of that was ever really like an option for her mm-hmm. so she just got like ultra afraid of her own abilities yeah, and yeah of course sure, for like, sure why once they find out she had powers or like once i guess once Agnar and Induna heard of Grand Poppy's vision or like what would become why didn't they just like find a way to either help Elsa, like you know, well, practice magic in a control. Frozen two like, kind of answers that question. Well, kind of, yeah. Okay. But my thing is like assuming, sort of? just looking at it, assuming that we don't know let's, what let's happened not in Frozen include, two. Yeah, exactly. We can't include that in this yet. That's for another yeah. episode altogether. Whenever I mean, Frozen we get two, to it, I think but. Frozen two answers like why and how Elsa got her powers yeah but it doesn't really answer like why like even if her parents knew that why didn't they then seek help no so, like, exactly that, it doesn't answer that you're absolutely right I so, think I mean uh, I, I feel like the, the, the more logical con- like thing to do would have been okay if our daughter has ice powers and she could potentially unleash them and hurt somebody let's find somebody who can like train her or like help her control them mm. so that she doesn't and the next time she releases them she doesn't hurt somebody i don't think the solution should have been she shouldn't release them because like that's that's who she is and like it just also i don't know it's very weird because once you know what frozen 2 is about and you realize like why and how elsa got her powers it's like and the then scale why of did it you make yeah her... exactly yeah it's like but why would you then make her like hide it yeah i think because... again it, you made a very good point i think it was a panic response whatever happened here <laughs> I think it was a complete panic response. It was like, oh my God, our other daughter's hurt. This can never happen again. We, we need to make sure that whatever this is, it doesn't get out. It doesn't hurt either of our daughters, basically. Yeah. To I think- credit, I will say that they didn't, I feel like it would have been really easy or it would have been maybe somewhat typical of like a Disney movie to have the parents you know like like how like in Cinderella there's like the evil stepmother and things like that where they could have been like they could have kind of turned on Elsa and been like oh she's weird and like we don't know what's going on with her but um Agnar and Duna have like a very specific reason I guess for or like they're they know or they assume Mm. um certain things about why Elsa is the way she is but I don't think they ever purposely try and ostracize her because of that I think some yeah. of it happens unintentionally but um they never you know do that purposefully so oh, yeah. um there's You're that right. but I think just again I think because of like this one sort of panicked response to this one stressor Incident. or whatever you want to call yeah, it exactly, yeah exactly. it just kind of spirals out of control and then by the time Elsa's ready to be crowned queen she's like so anxious and so terrified and it's just really like I don't know it's like kind of it would be funny if it wasn't so sad (laughs) yeah I completely agree uh and we'll talk about Hans in a little bit because it becomes really important but let's talk about the after party because Elsa and Anna have a sweet sweet moment of being idiots together basically (laughs) 
right? So it's like they, they it's like they're back to being babies again. Like, what's that smell? Chocolate. Let's go have chocolate kind of thing. It's so sweet. It's a sweet moment. Let's talk about it that. Is, yeah. Especially because I think at least as far as we as viewers know, the last time they had any sort of, I guess, positive, positive encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been Ages right ago. before. Yeah, yeah. It would have been right before Anna got hit by Elsa's magic, which mm-hmm. again was a thousand percent unintentional. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last like happy moment that they have that Anna can probably remember is that. And then everything after her memory has been like tampered with. So she doesn't mm-hmm. remember like Elsa having magic or whatever. And yeah. Elsa, of course, does remember. So Elsa's like super afraid. And she's kind of kept herself closed off because I think her fear is that it's happened once. What if it happens again? And what if it's what worse? What if it's like, worse? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So um, they've been kind of apart for a number of years and like yeah. now this is like their first real interaction but I think it's really sweet though how they kind of um you can cut you can still see that there's like a bond there and it's not like even though they've been apart for so many years yeah it like it hasn't dissolved which I think oh, is just no. really cool it's really, it's really sweet, sweet. <laughs> it's like hey come here, come here. you know what it's chocolate let's go have chocolate kind of thing. it's like it's like they're babies again it's really sweet oh and then elsa being a big sister like the idiot idiotic big sister that she is she's like there's the duke of weasel town and yes we will continue to call him the duke of weasel town for reasons but um he come he asked uh, he asked elsa to dance and she's like i'm sorry i don't dance but my sister does and uh, and i was like you little shit i'm pretty sure she wants to say that but she doesn't but uh but elsa's like like what pg i know it's supposed to be pg but i'm pretty sure that if it wasn't uh, anna would have she would have been like why you threw me under the bus like why (laughs) and Elsa's like I'm sorry (laughs) it's just very sweet it's very sweet uh but like you said they still have that connection it's really nice to see that they're still being idiots together and they're capable of being idiots together when they have to be it's just it's a nice thing but then let's talk about Hans again because he proposes after again a cool song sure but he proposes and Anna being Anna accepts let's talk about that (laughs) that was um I think I think Elsa spoke for a lot of people She tells her, dude, like, she goes to get her the dancing. level of it's sass like, that she has. Like, I okay, the look on her she, face, right? Classic. I loved it. At first, she's I know, like, she's so can done. We speak, can we speak to each other in private, like alone? I, I'd like to talk to you alone about this. I don't want to say this. Uh, and then, and then Anna's being a little stubborn because I think she wants to know, hey, what's your problem kind of deal? And I get that. But Anna, but Elsa's like, fine. You can't marry a man you just met. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the thing is, at least in this case, mm. um, 
Anna didn't know a ton about Hans, and I feel like at first he was just like saying things to like kind of agree with her, and then she was like, "Oh my God, look, isn't this so cool? He's so sweet. He's so amazing." And it's like we have so much in common. Oh my God, yeah, all those things. Yeah, you literally just met him. Like I don't know that anybody will really jump to like. I think this is Disney taking a dig. I know, but I feel like this is Disney taking a dig at its old uh, princess movies. I feel like. <laughs> kind of, I yeah. mean, But I feel like even in those, like, yeah. I mean, even in those, though, like, like even, for example, like Cinderella, like, yes, she sees Prince Charming, like, once, and it's like, oh, my God, love at first sight type thing. Mm. But they don't get married, like, that day, or, like, they don't get engaged that day. There's, like, that yeah. whole, you know, she has to lose the slipper, then he has to try and find a girl based off the slipper and all of that. And yeah. uh, it's only after all of that that, like, they get engaged and then get married, or yeah. just straight up get married. But, like, in yeah. this case, it looks like almost no time has passed um, not almost it's the same in, day like literally yeah, he comes the same for day. Elsa's coronation yeah yeah and so um he's all of a sudden like will you marry me and this poor girl has like never really had I guess anybody talk to her about like love you know, or relationships that connection and, relationships yeah, yeah everything so she's like yeah of course and it's like no Anna you literally just met him like what are you you can't base a whole relationship off of like yeah. a few hours of acquaintance. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I just it, that I it's kind of sad if that scene is for what comes after. Like oh, that yeah. scene itself, it's just really funny, or I find it really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. But let's also talk about because I I also love and hate the outburst because. Anna makes some very good points. So does Elsa, though. Like, Anna's like, what do you know about... Elsa's like, what do you know about true love? And Anna's like, more than you. You only just shut people out. What have you done? You've shut me out for your for most of your life. How would you know what love feels like kind of thing? And that must hurt Elsa because she knows why she did it. But she knows that Anna <laughs> doesn't know why she did it. So it's like... She's very, Anna's very justified in pointing that out. And Elsa can't can't say anything about it. Like, she can't just, she can't just say, okay, uh, I did it because of this. This is what I meant. She can't just say that. And then it comes to a boiling point where Elsa's like, where Anna's like, I can't live like this anymore. And then Elsa's just like, then leave. I'm sorry, but if that's the case, then you should leave. I don't think she meant it that way. I don't think she meant it meant to be that blunt about it. But no, but I think it's also a case of like Elsa just being trapped where she is because for her, this is kind of like the sort of weird coping mechanism that she's developed in the sense where it's like within the palace, she's comfortable, she feels safer than you know, she's just out in Arendelle. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so for her, it's like the palace is kind of like it's unintentionally become her prison because as yeah. long as she's in the palace, she's okay. Mm-hmm. She's not going to, you know, be at risk of like doing anything or, you know, unleashing her power and like scaring a random person. Cause I'm assuming that the palace staff mm-hmm. know about her powers. Um, Some I don't know, of I them maybe. To keep it from them. <laughs> but um, Anna doesn't, yeah. 
she's not like there's no reason for her to just be confined to the palace and because she doesn't have these powers and she's never had this sort of like incident yeah like she hasn't created the incident like she's free to come and go where she pleases do whatever yeah. she wants and i think yeah i think part of it too may have also just been like I, I do wonder if any part of elsa was slightly resentful that like anna got to enjoy probably more freedom than she did and again i mean i think a lot of elsa's like isolation and like imprisonment if you will is like kind of self-imposed but i think yeah. she's also just so scared again of like what she can do that she's just like not willing to risk it whereas anna yeah. doesn't know and also anna doesn't have power so she can just do whatever she wants and so yeah. i feel like at the coronation when elsa's like leave then i like i feel like maybe like part of that just might be a little bit of her resentment speaking assuming she has any <laughs> good point but then again, this leads to another outburst where Anna's just goading her into telling her what is going on. How can you just ask me to leave? What is this? Why are you shutting me out again? Kind of thing. And I think she just, says like her exact words are like, what are you so afraid of? Yeah. And I think that's really kind of jarring to Elsa because yeah. there's a lot of things Elsa's afraid of. Oh, God. And unfortunately, like one by Anna, one you just opened a huge can of worms, lady please like but what happens is it she is she elsa inadvertently lets out a blast of ice for everyone to see and her worst fear has come to it, it, it's come to pass basically people know now everybody knows <laughs> and the weasel and we will continue calling him this for reasons is basically like calling her a monster because he slipped on some of the ice that she created while Elsa tries to make her escape. And Anna's just like worried. Oh my God, I didn't know this about my sister. What is going on? So let's talk about that whole situation because I think that is a big catalyst for everything that goes forward here. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting things about this situation. One being that like, the Duke of Wesselton is like, oh my god, she's a monster. And then you yeah. can kind of see like, there's this kind of like, it's almost like a ripple effect type thing where like, then the entire crowd of like, attendees at the coronation and then like, yeah. you know, the the um, citizens of Arendelle gathered outside, then they all yeah. start kind of going, oh, she's a monster, she's a monster. And then it's yeah. like, well, nobody was calling her that until this jerk muttered the word. Yeah. Um, and oh, then uh, yeah. there's also um, like, you know, once Elsa's actually running away, um, Anna's going after her and everybody's like, don't do that. Clearly she's crazy. And then Anna's just like, no, it's Elsa. She's my sister. She would never hurt me. And I'm like, I know. again, uh. like, she is not afraid. She's Elsa's own sister. Why are the rest of you like, I mean, I get it. it it's probably something like if, if you're a leader or if somebody really important to your society suddenly came up with like really weird powers like of course you would be I guess kind of taken aback by it mm. but the thing is like Elsa never like explicitly threatened anyone oh, she no, never she like didn't. went up to anybody and said like if anything she threatened herself the poor child like oh my god I know yeah she was just like really really scared so it's like yeah. I didn't it, it, it's really sad to see like everybody start kind of like accepting this yeah. like monster term to describe her when right? it's like she's and never so done quickly anything. too like literally yeah. like this yeah 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like, she's also like the first time most people see her ice power, she's running away. Like that, that doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't scream monster to me. But yeah. the Duke of Wesselton is like busy kind of creating this narrative of like Elsa being this wicked Dangerous like person. monster. And yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And like, you can kind of see then like other people kind of start to be like, oh, well maybe he's onto something. And it's like, no, he's not. Like he doesn't even live here. I Why know. Are you believing him? Like mean but, girls um, are she doesn't even go here. Why is she talking yeah. about <laughs> but, anyway. no, I did, I did love the, that yeah. Anna just did not have any fear. Yeah, Anna was, she was like, like no, she's, it's my also, she's my sister. She would never hurt yeah. me. But I have to find her. But let's talk about the aftermath because Elsa basically runs uh runs on to uh runs into the fjord and off into the north mountains basically and inadvertently freezes the fjord and brings on winter in what's supposed to be their summer so she doesn't know this of course but that's what she's done and let's talk about let it go for a second because okay Full disclosure, I love this song. It is one of my favorite songs in the Disney movie. It's super cool. Idina Menzel just killed it. No, yes. no joke there. I mean, awesome song. Uh, it, like, just it, it, it's something. That track is something, right? <laughs> but let's talk about what it symbolizes because the minute she's free, the minute when she's not worried about hurting people, her magic is just beautiful to see like it really look is. at how she creates this whole beautiful ice palace it's wonderful and it's just mm-hmm. so it's beautiful it's not dangerous or crazy she knows what she's doing if she's not scared or worried about who she's hurting it's just it, it, it's it's amazing it's magic so let's talk about that too I think Elsa has never really had, like, the space and, like, I think mentally, too, she's never really been prepared enough to kind of see, like, the limits of her powers. And even in this scene, I don't really think she's been able to, like, test her limits, but she Mm -hmm. certainly pushed them, I think, beyond what she's done her whole life within the palace walls. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, making that palace is something that I would assume requires a lot of, like, mastery and, like, Mm -hmm. skill. I'm assuming that, like, a normal person with her skill set wouldn't just be able to make that palace overnight, having never tried it before. Yeah. Um, or you know not having like practiced any sort of magic before so mm-hmm. clearly she has some control of, of it I think it's just um in the palace of course it, it was one it was a smaller space than anywhere in the north mountain let's assume and um she obviously couldn't test it that much but you know here out in the open she's making this huge beautiful palace and yeah. again she's like super skilled she's super in control mm-hmm. and yeah like you said I mean when she's not listening to like I guess like that little nagging voice in her head that's like telling her to listen to her fear or like be conscious of it she's fine like she hasn't done anything to hurt anybody she's not like I mean again just like you said she's just she seems in control and she's not causing like I don't know like a huge explosion or like busy sending ice daggers everywhere and I mean she's capable of that but I don't think it's fair to judge people based on what they're capable of if they haven't done it yet like I don't know it just kind of seems like her her 
I think like, everyone thought of her worst case her life, scenario yeah. than the best exactly. case scenario. I feel yeah, like, like they kind of like jumped know? the gun and they were like, well, this is going to happen as opposed to like, this might happen. How do we prevent it? Oh, they were more sure, like, no, dude. this is going to happen. So let's just yeah. make sure it never happens. And, um, it like never becomes yeah. a problem. But I think in doing that, they unintentionally create a problem. Like giving her depression and anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Like which yeah the poor child like oh my god anyway uh but but then let's talk about Anna's side for a little bit because while all this is going on Anna's looking for her sister and she meets someone very special Kristoff let's talk about Kristoff because I love Kristoff he's a sweet guy let's talk about Kristoff yeah I think what's really interesting too is I don't remember the last time Disney did like a almost like a love triangle type thing usually there's like yeah like the, like the, the it's pretty straightforward and there's usually like, yeah yeah there's exactly. like, like one handsome guy and then like yeah. that's the love interest but yeah. this time you had Hans and Kristoff and it's like it, it seems kind of like it's gonna be Hans is like the logical pick because you know he comes a from like a long line and, of royalty and he, yeah exactly and um you know he's he, he kind of fits in Anna's world better, but then Kristoff is just kind of like that perfect combination of like sometimes dumb but very sweet and like um, I don't know. It just it, he's just he's just such a fun character and like you, you can't help rooting for him too. So it's like there is like this almost like weird, I guess like love triangle, but more like from a viewer's point of view than like the characters because Anna is like fully committed to Hans. marrying Hans. Yeah, even she's like she's just yeah. Naked. No, let's talk about Hans and Anna's interaction on that sled because it's hilarious. No, yeah, sorry, Kristoff, <laughs> because it is hilarious, right? Because like you could you got engaged to a guy you just met that day. Yeah, uh, it's true love. Like, wh- what's his last name? Uh, the Southern Isles. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the way foot size, foot size doesn't matter. And uh, and and Christoph is like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, jokes only adults would understand. We're keeping it PG. All right fine uh, <laughs> but then there's also this moment like what if what if you hate the way he eats or what if you hate the way he talks or picks his nose picks his nose and eats it <laughs> what <laughs> Don't come yeah, on. I mean, I think like, as far as like bonding exercises go that was a funny one because like yeah. the funny sled and then like a second later they're being chased by wolves exactly. and they're falling off a cliff and it's yeah. just um it makes for it's a, a good, good trust comedy, exercise yeah good trust yeah, exercise yeah. kind of thing you know like cool cool cool, cool. It, it's fine <laughs> so you can see why we're rooting for Kristoff guys okay you can see why we're rooting for this guy now basically I mean, I think anybody that watches the movie, I think also just by like nature of like the plot, like just the way it's set up, I think you kind of have to root for Kristoff because he has more screen time than Hans. So it's like you know him better by the end than you know Hans. Yeah, that's true. The weird thing uh, that like I never understood was like, I get that Hans was like engaged to Anna, like 
they decided like they were going to get married but they didn't get Elsa's blessing so when Elsa runs away my question is like why does everybody then just automatically assume he's like in charge like yes, because Anna, Anna puts him, like, him in help. charge yeah but like he's not he still hasn't married her Elsa's still technically queen and yeah. he still hasn't gotten her blessing so it's I like, think the weasel has a lot know. to do with that oh yeah no I'm sure he does but it's just like yeah. I don't know I just it just felt really weird that like the rest of the people with their heads screwed on straight didn't really uh-huh. go like who put him in charge but um I guess too like at that point I had more important things to worry about than who was in charge and it was probably like so long as somebody was stepping up and doing what needed to be done and like making sure people didn't freeze to death it didn't really matter but I also thought that was kind of like presumptuous of Hans to be like oh of course I'll step up and take charge and like he does the whole thing of like oh no Anna you shouldn't go people need you here but then she's just like no no you stay and take care of this I'm gonna go find my sister and he's like okay sure I'll do it I'm like I mean I guess there's no like wrong answer to that like he I guess he would have probably sounded dumb or I'm sure we would have complained if in the movie he was like no I don't want to do that but I don't know just like knowing his arc and like knowing how he ends up when you go back and yeah. you watch it, it's like oh you must have just been waiting for like that moment yeah <laughs> just oh. like experience like yeah. an ounce of like power or whatever <laughs> oh for sure let's talk about let's talk about that because I think I think uh, <laughs> I think while Elsa was creating her palace she also created something very special too. She recreated Olaf, which was one of the last things she and Anna had bonded over before the incident, unfortunately. Uh, and Olaf meets Anna and Kristoff, and he's like, yeah, I can take you to Elsa. Let's go. Let's talk to her kind of thing. Um, and that conversation is really something, I feel like, because... Anna's trying to tell her that, hey, it's okay. Things are bad right now. There's no need to panic. But you just the way you did this, you can still fix it. It's in you to fix it. But mm-hmm. then Elsa's too panicked to think because that what that's what she didn't want to happen. And right. it's just, it, it's, it's like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't fix this. I don't know how to fix it. You have to get out. And and in her panic, she actually hits her sister in her heart and freezes it, basically, which is where the whole frozen heart comes in. Well, told you, frozen heart is like a synopsis of the whole movie. There it is. So let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, again, there's just so many things with that scene, too. Like, yeah. one Olaf being like, the thing that she created which was based on probably the last happy memory that she and her sister shared Um, and then you know when Anna does come to see Elsa and she says like hey Arendelle is all frozen over maybe you could kind of like dial it back a bit Mm -hmm. Elsa's reaction is like complete panic panic total panic yeah he literally has a panic attack yeah exactly yeah and I think the thing too is like I feel like the adults in her life all of them, some of them, whatever, just didn't do a good job kind of preparing her for this because again, again they didn't like, say it's, breathe, it's okay, you know, it, yeah. this is and, okay and, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also I feel like the response never should have been, let's make sure she never has 
like an episode again i feel like a better way to approach it might have been like all right let's be more careful yeah like let's see how we can mitigate these episodes like you know if something like this happens let's just see what we can do to make sure it's not serious kind of thing you know yeah or even if it is serious how do we solve it like where do we go from here if something serious happens not like we're never going to make sure like we're going to make sure that nothing serious ever happened because then it's like if you do that but then something does Mm -hmm. then what and like that's the kind of predicament that's the situation that she's in in right now yeah absolutely yeah she's like in this kind of situation that she doesn't know how to get out of because nobody's ever taught her and everybody now is relying on her and all it's doing is just adding on to her fear that she's already struggling to control and to like cope with and um like kind of like the icing on the cake is that in her panic she hits her sister again which is the one thing that she's been spending all these years trying dreading yes exactly not only has she done it but like beyond that she's also just frozen over her entire kingdom unintentionally and like she doesn't know how to save anna she doesn't know how to save arendelle and everybody is like i mean not that everybody comes to her but like just based off of the way anna is explaining everything it's there's so much at stake here and so like she's just like drowning under she's in a full-blown panic attack mode kind of thing at this point pretty much yeah like internally i'm sure she must have been yeah and it literally shows because the minute that panic sets in her beautiful palace turns all uh, how should I put it? Because you start seeing like cracks and fractures in yes, the ice and exactly. stuff, which I think is, is so cool. I mean, not that her palace and visually, is up, but no, it's, visual, really, it's a good visual yeah, thing exactly. to show. I, I agree. I know what yeah. you're trying to say, but I get it. Yeah. It's also just gorgeously animated too. So even yeah. though you know her palace is developing cracks, it's just yeah. the way the camera moves and stuff is just beautiful yeah. animation. But yeah. oh, sad that her palace sure, is like for cracking. Sure. For sure. And because of, uh, and let's talk about that uh, because of this, Kristoff takes uh, Anna to Grandpappy uh, without knowing that, and uh, Anna doesn't remember ever seeing Grandpappy. That's another story altogether. Can we, can we also, though, just mention that they don't leave of their own accord? They leave because Elsa's scared enough that she thinks throwing Anna out is a better alternative. Oh, yeah. Like Anna For, being with dude. her. Yeah. Again, it's just like, how sad is is her mindset yeah, that like, because she's like i'm she going thinks- to hurt you again i can't do this so leave it would be best if you leave you can't be around me kind of thing like literally right. that's what she says oh my god yeah but like but yeah, yeah. Right. like when they when they go to to when they leave elsa's beautiful palace they then go to grandpavi in the hopes that the trolls that raised Kristoff and the people like yeah beings i guess they grew up with can somehow cure anna and like mm-hmm. fix her heart which is no easy task because it's her heart so yeah but grandpappy tells her something that's really interesting because this time it's not her mind that was frozen but her heart which is more difficult to take care of so the only thing that can fix this would be an act of true love. We don't know what that is, but that's the only thing that can save her at this point. And it's really sad uh, because uh, it's, but the thing is, the first thing that Anna thinks of is I need to get back to Hans. I think if we're, because I, I love him, I'm pretty sure that if, 
if that if I if uh, maybe if I kiss him, it's true love's kiss. So then maybe that'll help me out here. That's what it, that's an act of true love, right? So that's what you think. So that's what they set out to do. But in the meantime, in Arendelle, all hell is breaking loose because Anna hasn't returned yet, and it's been a while. And Hans uh, basically sends out a search, uh, sets out with a search party to find uh, to find Anna, and ends up at uh, Elsa's palace instead. But the weasel has also sent his thugs to basically kill Elsa. And I'm like, dude, what the F is your problem? Like, really? Like, again, his reaction does not seem proportionate with like the events that happened. Yeah. Like, I think, unfortunately, given how much we dislike Hans, I think, though, he does say it best because that scene when Elsa's running away from her own coronation, her own palace, mind you, mm-hmm. um, he's like busy standing, like screaming, monster, monster. And then yeah. Hans, like, shut up, you slipped on some ice. And it's like, yeah, like, that's all that happened, dude. Like, you got zero injuries. Maybe bruised your own ego or something. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but, I like, don't know. Nothing, nothing happened. And he's busy, like, trying to create this narrative, like, oh, she's evil. She, like, did these things to and me. she's dangerous. And it's like, she yeah. didn't do anything. Like, yeah, she exactly. unleashed some ice. It got a little pointy, but, like, it didn't hit you. Nobody got hurt. And then she ran away out of fear. And that doesn't really seem like the type of response she would have had if she intentionally. If she really wanted to to kill you. Because let's talk about that scene where that search party comes and finds her. Because she can get really violent if she wants to. Right? Like, (laughs) she can get really scary if she wants to. Like, but again, though, that scene was when she was cornered and being shot at. Yeah, exactly. Like, she can be really come, like, defensive. They... And that's in mm-hmm. defense. When she's trying to defend herself, she can, and, and she didn't even hurt them. She was like blocking, making, basically making ice blockades to stop them from coming at, uh, coming at her kind of thing. But that's the thing. When this idiot saw her, the powers for the first time, that's not even what she was doing. It was an accident. This, when she's cornered, she's being deliberate. Like, stay away from me. I don't want. I don't want you to do this kind of thing. And it's not even. Even then, she's not hurting people. She's just, you know, like saying, sending a clear message: stay away from me, kind of thing. But even right. then, it's like. Ah, it's really, uh, they end up, they do end up capturing her, unfortunately. (laughs) And and the scene I find really disturbing is where they have her in chains. Uh, I I find that, but also um, when they were busy fighting her at her palace, Hans, the way he talks to her, he's like, don't become the monster everybody thinks you are. And it's like her own sister, despite literally getting shot in the heart with like an ice stick but you know not enough to kill but still yeah um her own sister doesn't fear her and so why yeah. are you guys going around spreading this weird like oh, she's true. a monster exactly. like i get that the response for them is fear but it's like if anna doesn't see a threat and if anna is why so should you of, exactly like, yeah so i mean yeah. and I, I think it's kind of easy for us as viewers to say that yeah. but i mean being in that situation maybe um, different i can understand the fear yeah yeah but i don't know that i would ever take it to the extreme of like all right she's a monster i'm gonna now hunt her and kill her yeah i think a more logical response would be like okay there's clearly something that we didn't know about but like let's just talk it over rationally like <laughs> 
adults and well, not jump to like murder. I don't adults. think they're rational by any means at this point. Oh no, no. But like <laughs> it just I don't know. It no, I know what you mean though. Part of what I really agree. annoyed me though was like at that scene, Hans was like, Don't become the monster that everybody thinks you are. And it's like yeah. the poor woman has done nothing. Like just leave her alone. And, she didn't and she's literally scared out of her mind already. Why are you <laughs> reinforcing that by saying these stupid things? Are you crazy? Are you are you like, dude, calm down a little, right? yeah and I think that's what's so kind of sad too about that scene that like follows like you were saying like where we see her in chains and they've kind of like kept her um I think it's she's like holed up in like a, a prison cell I don't in know her own palace yeah I don't know if it's in her palace or if it's like because there's like it looks like there's a lot of like shipwrecked yeah. vessels like on the coast because of her like yeah. cruising over because air and down like I think they just put her the in like fjord. a brig or something yeah yeah Either way, wherever they keep her, like like that scene when she like finally realizes where she is and she's like looking out and trying to figure out ways to like leave, you can yeah. kind of see it's kind of a little bit like a caged animal who's in like too tight a space and like there's yeah. need to get out. And like for her, I think it's also it's less that the space is too confined and more that the proximity of it. Like she's back home, back oh. where she can do more damage, and she's yeah. like again, oh she's like, God, did, yes. does not want to do any of this doesn't know how to control it yeah but they've brought her here against her will and she's so terrified of like what she could do and like what she's already done and um it's also just really sad when Hans does come to talk to her she's like you have to let me go and like the way she says it because it's again she doesn't want to be there but also she's genuinely terrified of like what could happen she's literally I don't know how to fix this there's nothing I can do I don't know how this happened I don't know how to fix (laughs) it don't I, I I I really don't and that's all that's all she can say and Hans is like I'll do what I can but well uh, we'll talk Can't about that enough. in a little bit, right? Because Kristoff being the nice guy that he is, and I don't mean nice guy TM because this guy, that's a different can of worms altogether, right? Let's not go there. <laughs> but um, he brings Anna back as, as her heart is freezing over and her entire body is actually freezing over and it's taking over her, basically. He brings her back because that's what she thinks will help her. And Hans, jerkwad that he is, is like, oh, Anna, if only, if only you had someone who loved you. Really? Really? Really, man? You gonna do that? Like, really? I mean, of course, from a writing perspective, it was brilliant. Let me say it was, it was a good twist. Yeah. yeah. I don't From know if many people saw it coming the first time. It was brilliant. I was not expecting it. I don't think anyone here was expecting that when we first watched it. Right. But like brilliant twist. But then it makes you want to wring his neck. I'm being honest. Especially because after that, like him saying it is one thing. But then, you know, Anna had kind of come to him and this like, kind of vulnerable state when she's like you need to kiss me because like I'm dying or like I'm freezing over and that sort of thing yeah and then he it's kind of like almost like rubbing salt in the wound because then he says like he says a whole thing about like oh only there was someone out there who loved you yeah and then in the room that they're in he puts out the fire so it becomes colder not warmer exactly Um, and 
and and then he like goes into this explanation about Irene. why he's doing what he's Mama doing love, and whatever. it's just like yeah. dude you need to see a therapist you should evaluate your life choices because his 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 reasoning is he's the last in line of like 11 yeah. 12 siblings 13. so he's never oh yeah whatever some insane amount of siblings so he's never getting his own kingdom or his own throne so now yeah. he's resorting to murder to steal somebody else's and it's like you didn't have to resort to murder. Like there was literally no reason you had to do that. Literally. Um, and also, I just, I mean, I there's so many things wrong with his his logic, if you can even call it logic. Mm. But the thing that I always found kind of bizarre is that he goes into this like whole tirade, like he said, about why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. He leaves poor Anna freezing in that room and yeah. locks her in, essentially. And then he goes back to like this i guess commonly that the other yeah yeah um, like leaders were kind of holding up in as they waited to like you know waited out the storm the fjord. basically mm-hmm. yeah and he's mm-hmm. like oh anna and i were just married and then she died in my arms because of elsa and it's like do you guys not have brains where did they get the minister who officiated the ceremony like why did nobody ask for proof of marriage exactly like, why are you all Dude. taking him at his word like and then, and then this idiot literally sentences Elsa to death. Like, dude, yeah, it's like, who can give the authority, dude? Like, you're not married. You haven't done anything. But like, all she these is don't your, approved, she is queen. Like, she outranks you, sir. Like, I know. Calm Which, the that was the other funny thing. Even once he takes over as like leader, Hans, I think he still refers to her as Queen Elsa. He's like, I think he's like. Queen Elsa is now a traitor and then yeah. like she deserves I forget ex- his exact words but I think yeah. even after they believe Hans's story and like buy his lie of him taking over yeah. they still keep referring to Elsa as Queen Elsa which I just is? find so funny because it's like she's the queen and Hans never really had any claim to the throne no he didn't but, um yeah I just that scene was like it was kind of funny but also just like really frustrating because it's like hello you people have eyes you're clearly the leader's of your own kingdom or high-ranking yeah. officials or whatever but nobody's thinking to ask him and I mean again from a writing perspective there's not enough time for them to include things like that and mm-hmm. um it's probably just like a decision that they just have to like or it's like a writing thing you know like they've had to cut it yeah. so the movie's not long and maybe all of that. but yeah I, I don't guess. know I feel like even like a simple throwaway line of like where's the proof <laughs> maybe would have would have sufficed but well yeah for whatever reason nobody questions Hans everybody takes him at his word and they just assume that he's now king of Arendelle or prince of Arendelle anyway but yeah uh but then uh, it, it, it basically I love the whole whiteout scene but let's talk about context first right because Sven Kristoff's reindeer sweet boy very sweet boy He's uh, he basically convinces Kristoff to go back for Anna because something because animals can sense that something is off, right? Better than human beings can. So maybe that's the case. So they go back. They do go back. And Anna kind of realizes that Kristoff really kind of kind of like kind of likes her. And he and then <laughs> she's like, she she probably thinks, okay. Hans was a douche. Fine. You know what? But Kristoff's coming for me. Maybe that will work. Maybe. 
So she goes out, she goes out in this whiteout. And at the same time, Elsa's broken out of her prison. She and she's the one causing this whole whiteout, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hans basically finds Elsa in this whiteout, and he basically says, Your sister died because of you, because of what you did. And her reaction is to just collapse right there and the whiteout just stops in that instant so let's talk about that yeah again I mean even with this scene there's so many things because um the first time or well not the first time but when Hans sees Elsa initially the first thing Elsa says to him is take care of my sister yes exactly that's like again just kind of depressing because it's like she thinks Anna's better off without her and this is just like something she needs to do to just like cut ties with everything and everyone she's ever known just live in isolation just to like be at peace with herself and not cause problems for Arendelle and Anna and like everyone but um yeah it it's like that just it's so sad to hear the way she's just like take care of my sister and she's kind of like all right this is it it's kind of feels like a like one last goodbye mm-hmm. and then the way Hans is like your sister oh your sister is dead because of you yeah. and then to see Elsa's reaction to that and the way everything just stops yeah. when she hears I mean animation wise is beautiful like oh, just... it's gorgeous like yeah. yeah I mean it's it's like stunning like the way everything's animated and it's like it's really pretty too and it would be so nice to look at if you weren't looking at Elsa just on the ground and then Hans not so subtly drawing his sword out behind her and right? um yeah the, the scene that follows too it's also just it's like equal parts moving and depressing and like a whole bunch of other adjectives but um, I mean yeah I always like the thing that always got me was that when Hans draws his sword out it's loud enough that Anna can hear it and she's like some distance away and if she can hear it Elsa can hear it and so and she doesn't move exactly Exactly. she's just like resigned to it she's like yeah it's kind of like she has accepted her fate and it's like you have the power to like literally kill him where he stands if you wanted to without yeah breaking a sweat but like this is what she chooses that like it's I feel like it's gotten to a point where she's like death might be better than living because she's already caused so much much like hardship and exactly Exactly. oh my god yes so it's just like a really depressing sort of scene and again it's it's kind of weird because the scene is depressing but the animation is gorgeous I know right they're kind of like at odds with each other Mm mm-hmm no, I completely agree because, oh my God, it feels, because again, it's gorgeous. The, I mean, the way the snowflakes, is, uh, the way everything just stops and you can you can finally see clearly, you can see how Hans is like drawing the sword and you can basically see him going for it. You can basically see Anna running towards her sister and being like, stop this kind of thing, right? So let's yeah, talk about I think that. that. Yeah, that scene is also just kind of underrated because Anna is running to Kristoff because yeah, I think she assumes, and I mean, we know as viewers, if you've seen the movie, you know what happens. Yeah. But um, at that point, Anna assumes Kristoff is like the one person that can cure her and essentially save her from like yeah. this weird frozen like condition thing she's got going exactly. on. But when she sees Elsa 
just on the ground with Hans ready to like skewer her. Yeah. She's like, she just makes a decision that like, as it's a much split as second it decision. Would, like, yeah, that's it. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And as much as it would like make her happy to obviously have herself saved, her sister is just as important in spite of everything that she's done. Mm-hmm. And I just love that, like, without hesitation, she just kind of breaks off from her, her like, path to Kristoff and then just makes a beeline for Elsa yeah. and um it's also really cool how when she does get to Elsa like, as she freezes over Han's yeah. sword hits her but then just like breaks and then shatters just, like, yeah. flying back yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the scene after because Elsa's reaction to Anna freezing over is like it's heartbreaking because it's the last thing that she wanted to happen to her sister but it's just that it happened and of course she feels responsible there's nothing she can do but but silver lining they say an act of true love can thaw a frozen heart and Anna in saving Elsa's life did that you're so sweet you're very sweet let's talk about that too yeah, I think the assumption that Anna had, and probably a lot of viewers too, is that it had yeah. to be romantic love. Because yeah. that's usually, especially in Disney movies, that's usually how it goes. Oh, it's usually like romantic love. And I mean, not to say that there isn't, you know, sibling love, mm-hmm. but I don't think, I mean, the last movie I can think of, or like the last Disney movie I can think of that did it was probably Lilo and Stitch. I love Lilo uh, but, and Stitch too. Beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, that's a very different, like, story and it's a very Family different dynamic, dynamic um, like that yeah agree yeah mm-hmm. um and and I don't think at least as far as like Disney's princess lineup goes I oh, think this might sure. be the first yeah um where it's it's really a tale of two sisters and um yeah I think it, it was just so nice to see that it didn't have to be romantic love and that mm-hmm. it wasn't romantic love mm-hmm. and again not to say that romantic love is not valid or whatever but um I, mean, I think it's, it's yeah. at least in Disney movies it's been done so much that like when yeah. you see you know certain things you're automatically like, all right these two characters are going to get together and like yeah. that sort of thing mm-hmm. and um you know when you so at least I remember seeing this and being like oh that's nice to that's see that interesting. it's yeah, exactly. or familial love whatever you want to call it and exactly. it doesn't have to be romantic love and that that is just as powerful as romantic love and it can yeah. have I guess the same sort of healing effects if mm-hmm. you will it's like mm-hmm. I don't know the prince kissing Snow White awake or like mm-hmm. you know Aurora being awakened by her one true love or like Cinderella's well, slipper and finding her prince charming and all of that. All those like, things. Yes. Yeah. And it um, is because but, Anna's example basically shows Elsa a way to actually just let go and control her powers. And mm-hmm. she basically finds a way to unthaw the fjord, which is amazing. It um, is, yeah. I mean, especially too, because I think I think we as viewers kind of knew that like having Elsa fear her powers was not the thing to do. And that once she kind of embraced them and 
kind well, of learn to work with love. them basically right yeah but like mm-hmm. it came so much more naturally to her like just yeah. in a split second she was able to undo everything just because she kind of had like this light bulb moment of like yeah. oh it wasn't fear that I had to be worried about and it like fear was yeah. what held me back and prevented me from doing things yeah. but like love is really what allows me to do things and I think mm-hmm. like that's uh, it's just nice that, to see that by the end of the film she finally understood that like she didn't have to be so yeah. scared and like um worried about what she might do and like she didn't have to let fear control her so uh yeah it was really nice to see but also I just wanted to backtrack for a quick second Mm -hmm. and just give a shout out to whoever worked on the whiteout scene because not only is the animation gorgeous but I think it just it's so much more moving because there's this huge like buildup of music leading up to the whiteout scene thank you sir (laughs) yeah and like yeah um I mean I I know he like made the score I don't know if he made the decision to like have that moment of silence but whether it was Christopher or whoever all the awards because when yeah because the minute everything yeah yeah there's like it's just complete silence like all the music cuts off and all you just hear is like Elsa's crying and like it's so much more powerful that way I think it hurts yeah I agree um yeah, it's just a very powerful scene. So Amazing. I just wanted to give a shout out to whoever did that, give them all the awards. <laughs> I bet but, they did because um, um, yeah, yeah, the no, movie did they, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it won a bunch of awards and it set like a whole bunch of records and it was just oh, yeah. kind of like it just it becomes like became this huge it's a thing. phenomenon um, really. It became a yeah, huge phenomenon yeah. quite often like, quite a, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. But um, I think, too, what I love is that the story, at least at the time it came out, was very unique. And um, most, not to say that part, yeah. it's, it lost its uniqueness, but um, it's I think it was kind of like a breath of fresh air at a time mm. when Disney's movies were still very good and very enjoyable, but were maybe kind of feeling formulaic. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, slightly. Because I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I've I've enjoyed all the Disney movies. I think at least the ones I've seen, um, most of them. And I agree. Yeah, yeah. But um, but let's. T- <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, but let's also talk about how Anna's like. You know what? Uh, basically, I love how Anna and Elsa reconcile. It's a really sweet scene. But what is more satisfying is Anna basically telling Hans that the only frozen heart in the around here was his and punches him perfect he loved it it was so cool very satisfying <laughs> it was satisfying yeah especially after you know everything he did and where it's like yeah. I can understand being so far down the line of succession that like you don't have your own throne your own kingdom whatever uh-huh. having said that though I don't think any sane person would resort, at least in today's day and age, to murder. Like to think like, that, yeah, that nobody would resort to murder because that just seems like out there. And it's just like, dude, no, see, <laughs> see a therapist, please. Right? Maybe, like talk through your feelings. Exactly. But then what, what's really sweet is how everything gets tied up in a neat bow kind of thing because, <laughs> um, because Anna and Kristoff are you know starting to become an item which is really sweet uh i like the i like their relationship their dynamic is really sweet and anna and elsa are finally repairing their relationship after years of being apart and elsa's 
not scared of using her powers anymore and it's much more she's much more confident she's learned to work with her powers instead of being scared of them which is really nice to see and I love how it ends with them just being happy and together and just in a good place so it's kind of nice I loved it so let's talk about that too especially yeah, I think especially after Elsa spent so much time kind of isolating herself yeah. and um, not really seeking any sort of companionship or whatever from Anna, presumably Paolo's staff, whoever. She was just really kind of in her own bubble and Anna kept yeah. trying to like reach her and reach her and reach her. And yeah. then like finally, you know, after the fewer tree is over and then after Elsa falls in and yeah. after Anna's condition is like reversed and all of that they finally have like this kind of really sweet moment to like yeah. unwind and then just kind of go back to like the happy-go-lucky kids they were when they were younger yeah. Although, you know now they're older and they're not entirely as happy-go-lucky but still you know like they're certainly better off mm-hmm. than oh for sure um, where they were when the, when the film started or like when they're I guess when the coronation started so mm-hmm. um yeah it was just really nice to see them and again I think what's so sweet is that like even though they've been apart for so long um the bond that they share is still very much there and they're being and, idiots um, together that's all I want let them be idiots together please <laughs> just let them be idiots together that's all I want <laughs> that's what siblings are for guys like literally that's what siblings are for you it's basically the one person you get to be idiots with forever it's it's, it's just that pretty much so that's what you need with them and it's really nice uh because it's 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 a good place for a sequel but it's also a good place to end the story if you want it to you know like if you were <laughs> like yeah you know what this is it this is what we're going to do with this and they're fine now kind of thing that would also be cool but it's also a good place to say hey what what are these guys going to do next kind of thing as well right and we found out about it in Frozen 2 which we'll talk about in another podcast for sure but for now this is where we leave you guys because I know this movie was, was polarizing we know it was polarizing but Cass and I really loved it. We loved this movie a lot. We watched it like so many times. Um, but um, well, you guys can let us know whether you liked it or whether you didn't like it or why if uh, you didn't like it or liked it. Let us know because we'd love to hear from you guys. Once again, thank you so much if you were able to listen to all of us, listen to the two of us nerd out about Frozen here. But Yeah, feel free to get back to us and let us know what you thought as well. Thanks, guys. Thank you. always our lovely theme song is water lily by the 126ers the nerdy podcasts podcast is available on anchor spotify and google podcasts and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.